The Pass Holder Lounge is open once again, and I am so excited to welcome you in. Hello, everyone. It's Justin Monrail coming to you live from the Pass Holder Lounge on YouTube, on Twitch, and now live in the Facebook group as well. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I hope you are here getting to witness the live show for yourself. But if you're not, I know that you can tune in later on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it may be. And I'm just hoping that the experience is even a, even a fraction as enjoyable as it is when we're all here live together, interacting in the chat. It's a great time. And I highly encourage you mark your calendar for 8 o'clock Eastern Tuesday nights and join us on YouTube. Oh, I did mention Facebook, didn't I? And maybe I should just talk a little bit about that for just a second. So I asked a couple of weeks ago if on Twitter, on the Twitter account, and by the way, that's at the PHL pod on Twitter. I asked if folks might be interested in joining a Facebook group or a Discord. And I was given the options trying to see if there was going to be more people who might be interested in one versus the other. And uh, actually, as it turned out, it was uh, as most questions are on the internet, it turned out to be a bit of a split decision. Some people wanted to do Facebook. Some people wanted to do discord. So we did both. Now we actually have a Facebook pass holder lounge community, and we have a discord. The easiest way to find both of those things is to either go to the Twitter at the PHL pod and you in the bio of the Twitter account, you can click on the link tree. So you click on that link. It's got a link to the YouTube. It's got a link to the Instagram. It's got a link to a TikTok that I don't think I have anything on. And it has a link to the Facebook group and the discord. So if you want to join those things, they're all out there for you. And we would love to have you that way we can keep these conversations going and hang out all week long because at the end of the day, my goal is to build community, build back up that hashtag monorail fam. Monorail fam forever. We never die. And we are inclusive. We are a positive. We are a happy group. And we love getting together and having fun and talking about theme parks. So I'd love for you to be a part of it. So please, if you want to, if you want to hit that link tree, you know, if I can figure out a way to do it, um, I, I think I might be able to link it on the YouTube. I think so, but I'm going to give it a try anyway. Uh, or you can search, search Facebook for the Passholder lounge and you'll probably find it. The Passholder lounge uh, podcast community or the Passholder lounge community. You'll probably find it. And then, you know, we can hook up from there. If you have any questions or you want the link sent to you, you could email me at uh, my Gmail, which is uh, passholder lounge pod at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us late, Steffer. She wants to know, what are we linking? We are linking to the Discord and the Facebook for those of you who are like Steffers and are just catching up. <laughs> all right. That's all the business I wanted to take care of. It is now time to get to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me tonight is a friend of mine, a friend of yours, and it's someone who I have been meaning to bring into the Passholder Lounge for quite a while. And I know that he's wanted to be part of the show. So I owe him a big apology for it taking this long. But tonight we have with us the one, the only, the creator 
of the champion cocktail, the Dirty Butthole. It is Kevin himself, Kevin and his kitty. Welcome to the Passholder Lounge. How you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, that's my nipple. Oh well. Oh, okay, that's my. Yep. Hi, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> I hope your nipple's okay. If I had a dollar. <laughs> what is the cat's name, by the way? Not Jerry Butthole. Oh, it's Jasper. Okay. Well, Jasper is beautiful, and uh, obviously a little bit violent, like every cat. They're sweet and sour, just like a Sour Patch Kid. Well, Kevin, welcome to the Passholder Lounge. I'm so glad to have you tonight. How are you doing? Um, my name's Dirty Butthole. So that's <laughs> how I'm doing. <laughs> okay. A little context for anyone who maybe doesn't understand where this reference is coming from. Back in the morning monorail days, we also did a live show, a happy hour back then. And we decided it would be a fun idea to, to, to do a cocktail contest and, and kind of come up with like a signature cocktail. We wanted like a morning cocktail and an evening cocktail. And Kevin came up with this coffee concoction. And the key to this thing was you had to like spread some Nutella around the rim of the glass. And well, I mean, the results speak for themselves. He won the championship. So the cocktail won and the name was something that just came off the cuff and it stuck. So Dirty Butthole uh, is the featured drink of the morning monorail and will be forever. So thank you for that, Kevin. I, I hope that you you've enjoyed the spoils of that victory and you've become famous just on the heels of that victory. Yes, I'm popular on a very special website. <laughs> More of that later. Maybe for the plugs. Oh, maybe yeah, not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, well, Kevin, I, I am glad to have you. I know you you had been uh, telling me for a while that you wanted to, to join the show. And we were kind of planning to do it in the November time frame, which is when I unexpectedly decided that I would take a little bit of, of a break uh, for the Passholder Lounge and and get to the transition point where we were going to go live and start doing the show in this format. So you were sort of a casualty of that, just like Marissa and Natalie were. But you're here now. And one of the topics you brought to me was the idea of talking about rides and attractions that you loved as a child that are no longer with us. Is that true? Am I translating that correctly? Yes. Um RIP to a lot of great attractions. Yeah, so many shows. good ones. So yeah. many good ones. Um, are you, now, let me ask you this question. Um, how, how long ago was your first trip to Walt Disney World? Like, what year would that have been? Oh, it was like 2000. So right around 2000. Maybe, or okay. even before. Okay. So just to give people a heads up, so we're going to be talking about like more current things that to us feel like they were just there for Kevin. It was when he was a baby <laughs> and it seems like a long time ago. Um, I'm not the baby though. No, you're not. You're not the baby. Um, I think Steffers might be the baby. Um, she, she is usually the, the uh, young person of note in this crowd, but um yeah, that's an interesting demarcation point there. I mean, I think that when I think about it, mine are going to be a little bit older, but we'll see. 
Hello, Dizzle, Dizzles. Hello, the Dizzles. The Dizzles are in the chat. The Dillos. Uh, it could be Jen. It could be Frank. Who knows? It could um, be Fran. It could be. And they're the Dizzles. They're Dilloing it. But they are here tonight. Um, and it's a good topic for them because, you know, they love nostalgia. So I'm hoping that we're going to get some good feedback from the the comment box, especially from the Dizzles on attractions that people miss. I, I think if it is, Jen, I know the first one that's going to come out. Um, <laughs> it'll be number one with a bullet. But, uh, oh, just so you all know, a point of order. Last week, the password, the, the special shot password was said by Natalie. So that meant... The board has been reset. I had to take three shots at the time. I took three shots. Now I take one. And it is, I think this is a, a password that is going to be likely to be said tonight based on this conversation. I'm trying to make it fair. And so we'll see. But I think it will come out. So just FYI, one shot and the shot is going to be fireball. Just like Pitbull said. Just like Pitbull intended uh, for all of us. Kevin, do you have anything fun that you're drinking tonight while, while we chat? I was drinking hot chocolate out of this lovely Mickey Mouse. Oh, mug. that's nice. My friend got me. You finished your hot chocolate, though? Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Moved on to a baby bottle pop. <laughs> do you like your hot chocolate with or without marshmallows? With. Of course. Do you go Swiss Miss? I go any. <laughs> any hot chocolate. Okay. You don't discriminate. I love a good Swiss Miss, and we always go with the uh, the marshmallow variety in this house for sure. Um, is it cold out? Like, is the temperature outside appropriate for a hot chocolate drink? Where you yes, can? it's going to be in the negatives this weekend. Oh my goodness! No, thank you. Not interested. Um, it was eighty degrees outside today, and I am not going to complain about the heat. I love it. I'm, I'm not interested in negative temperatures. Well, I hope you're stocked up on that hot chocolate. Oh, Shannon, Shannon goes whipped cream, by the way. Our friend Shannon um, likes What about whipped cream, cream and marshmallows? Like, if you're going to go for it, you know, just, you know, yellow, go for it. Hey, I am I am absolutely not uh, going to hate on both. Why not both? Donna would like to know, are we talking only WDW? No. As you know, the Passholder Lounge is a multi-theme park opportunity uh, podcast. So it could be Walt Disney World. It could be Universal. It could be SeaWorld. It could be Disneyland. It could be Dollywood. It could be uh, Knott's Berry Farm. It could be Six Flags Great Adventure. Whatever. Just It could be Hershey Park for Shannon. Um, whatever you know, park you are a fan of that you love to ride and they decided to take it away from you because they are cold hearted and they don't care about your happiness. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about parks having no thought or sensitivity towards the fans. Yeah, absolutely, Drew. This is what I'm talking about. Drew Decker coming in with a flooded mind reference for Dollywood. Heck, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, by the way, that could be one of mine. Maybe I will chat about that. But, uh, yeah, it could be any. So, so Kevin, let's get into it. Tell me about a ride you miss at one of the at one of your favorite theme parks. Um, I miss the great movie ride. <laughs> okay. It came up faster than I thought. Great movie ride. I'm sure that Jen and Frank are very happy with this. I'm sure a lot of people are. Um. 
What did you love about the great movie ride? It it does hit in the nostalgia feels. Um, like regarding like trips to the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you a big classic movie fan too? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Okay, let me ask you this you know, question. Like, was Vaz. Did you like that ride? Like, did you enjoy the aspect that you had a tour guide that was on your ride vehicle? And yes. actually, like, I think that was that was one of the coolest parts of that ride, actually having a cast member ride with you and be part of the show. Yeah. It sort of pulled you into it. Did you prefer getting the uh, the Wild West, like the cowboy scene, or did you prefer the gangster scene? I think I the mean, cowboy one. Yeah. I think I did, too. If, if it were up to me, I, pr- I preferred the shootout with the cowboys. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, but the gangster scene, I, I was happy if we got that one, too. Um, did you have a favorite scene on the great movie ride? Wizard of Oz. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. With the Wicked Witch. Mm-hmm. Question for you and the chat. Do you think that the Wicked Witch animatronic was repurposed and is now Kylo Ren in Rise of the Resistance? That's what people think. And I think it could be true. What do you think? <laughs> I haven't been on Rise. Well, uh, have you not watched a video of it either? No. Oh, okay. Well, then I've you never, don't. I've never seen a Star Wars movie, Justin. If you no, must... but okay. Did, did you ever ride? Did you ever ride Star Tours? No. Oh well, then you you have like no exposure to anything Star Wars, huh? Nope. Do you know Grogu? Do you know the baby yes, Yoda? Yes, yes, yes. My mom, her Disney Plus login is the Mom DeLorean instead of Man. It's Mom. Okay. All right. So, so you've watched the Mandalorian? No. Clips <laughs> <laughs> of it online. Okay. Drew Drew says that he doesn't think the Wicked Witch went down as much as Kylo does. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I know the Wicked Witch did go down for maintenance frequently because it was a it's a, it was a pretty uh, uh, what would you call it articulated animatronic. I just think if you watch the way that it moves, but I guess you could say an animatronic that can move its arms like that, maybe they all look the same. Um, now Kevin is now warping between rooms. He is now in a, a lovely living room with a Hell grand yeah. piano behind him. <laughs> Hell yeah. But it seems like you've got like a little fuzzy monster floating over your other shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, so Lewis said the Wicked Witch was often broken. Uh, It was weird when it was gone. Yeah, I I definitely rode a great movie ride when when the Wicked Witch wasn't there. So, Um, all right. I, I'm going to name something that I miss. Uh, how about Kite Tales in Disney's Animal Kingdom? Gone too soon. I've got it behind me because I wanted to remember it fondly. Not a ride. I considered it an attraction. It's a show, but it was a good time. Only saw it a couple of times, but I but I miss Kite Tales. Um, Kevin, did you even get to see Kite Tales? Or did it come and go before you could get back? I saw it. 
You saw it. Did you hate it? <laughs> I hated it. Why? Because it was outside and I was just getting a sunburn the whole time. Yeah. Well, it was a good time. It wasn't a long time. It was a, it was a short, exciting show that made everybody laugh. And especially when the kites would crash and it, it was the best thing ever. Steffers has thrown out a vote now for Kongfrontation. Hopping over to Universal. This was a, an original attraction at the Universal Studios in Orlando. And and man, I got to tell you, I I wrote it. And I remember being very afraid of, like before I wrote it, I was very anxious about writing Confrontation. I have very fond memories of it, though. It was great. Um, and I love that the... Uh, now the ride Kong, the Skull Island ride. We've got a nice Kong animatronic, but it's just it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah, another vote from Drew. Confrontation was the most ambitious ride in Orlando history. It was great. It was so good. Um, Dillo's Diz, can I ask you a question, whether you are Jen or Frank? Where do you go in Hollywood Studios to get out of the sun? Toy Story Land? Because there's not any shade over there. Do you hang out in front of the Chinese theater. Where do you find the shade? I just, I don't know. I don't think it exists. Um, oh, uh, we got uh, Travis back to the future ride was a great ride at universal. It was, it was now the Simpsons has taken over. I have to tell you, if I'm going to get like super nauseous from a no a motion ride, I would much rather ride back to the future. <laughs> And I don't even remember that one making me super nauseous, but The Simpsons does. I actually, most of the time, I just have to close my eyes. It's too much. Oh, my gosh, Kevin. So now for those who are listening Let's later. Go. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin now has an abomination <laughs> behind him. Oh, look, you know, I will say the Sorcerer's Hat would have been a good addition to Matt. Or would to, it would have been a nice thing to stick around in Hollywood Studios because there was shade underneath there. I miss plenty. this little hat so much. Plenty. It wasn't little by any means. Um, I know, but. but there was there was shade under there, so that's a rarity. All right, Kevin, what else you got? What do you miss? Mm. And I'm trying to think because so many things keep coming back. <laughs> Well, that's true. We get some things coming back, but uh, let's see. Um, do you miss anything in particular from Magic Kingdom? Oh, Snow White Scary Adventure. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't know if that one stuck around long enough for you, but you did get to do that one. I did it as a kid. Nice. Scared? Hell yeah! <laughs> it was. It was creepy. Yeah, that witch was spooky. But I love the effect where the, the witch was looking into the mirror and turned around and she was the witch. You've got the queen looking in the mirror and then she turns around. She's a scary witch. That was awesome. That was so good. Um, wow. I, I want to give a shout out to, uh, to the Dillos here coming up with two locations in Hollywood Studios. Two locations that you can cool off. That's, ooh, wow. Uh <laughs> Steffer says she low key misses body wars. Um, I would say I do too. You know, there's a part of me sometimes. So body wars was an interesting ride. It, it was essentially, it's the same ride vehicles, star tours. They just repurposed it for star tours. Um, 
But Body Wars, I don't know. I go back and forth on whether the whole experience through the the queue, the story, the ride experience, all of it, pound for pound, was Body Wars better than Star Tours? I and, and now that Star Tours has different locations that you get to go to, and it varies the experience, I think that gives it the edge. But prior to that, hmm, Body Wars was really, really good. I'm just saying. Um, we have some folks that are now discussing. Uh, Mr. Toad in the chat, and that is, of course, in Magic Kingdom. Uh, Kevin, was Mr. Toad gone before you got a chance to experience it? I believe so. I can't remember when it closed, but I think that was late 90s. We'd have to verify. Can somebody verify for me? Can the chat verify when Mr. Toad closed down? It was pre-Twitter outrage. It was pre-online petitions. Uh, But Here's my claim to fame. So the Dillos ask a question on their Twitter this week, whether or, or um, what's a ride, like what ride have you been walked off? Uh, I think that was the question in the, in the Disney parks. And um, my, it was 98. Thank you, Lewis. My claim to fame is that I was actually, and, and Drew's got us too. Mr. Code cl- closed in 98. Lewis confirmed. So I think we're good. Um, but, my claim to fame was that I was walked off Mr. Toad. I, it broke down. I was like in the middle of the ride and I got to walk off that ride. So I'm jealous of people who get to walk off of the people mover. I'm jealous of people who get to walk off of things like Spaceship Earth or Haunted Mansion. But I mean, if you didn't get to walk off of Mr. Toad in Walt Disney World, you missed your chance. And I, I got it. I'm sorry for you. Feel, feel very sorry for you. got stuck on Splash Mountain once. Oh, did you? Did you actually have to get out of the boat? I don't think so, but it was while the boat was outside. (laughs) That's funny. Got a fast pass for it. The inconvenience. Your your sad stories all come down to getting sunburns. Yeah, I probably shouldn't (laughs) go to Florida. Or maybe put on some sunscreen. I do. Wear a big floppy hat. I mean, it's a possibility. Um, Drew, I don't think I was quite in the hell scene when we got walked off of Mr. Toad, but if I remember right, we walked through it. So um, Lewis is bringing up the timekeeper. He said it was okay. I loved the timekeeper. Now, this was in Magic Kingdom. And what made this one awesome was the animatronic robot that was your host, the actual timekeeper, voiced by Robin Williams. So good. And then um, you got to travel through time through the eyes of this floating camera robot called Nine Eye. I mean, it wasn't like it was it was super like technologically advanced or anything. But for me, the animatronic Robin Williams was good enough. And. It was a good time. So I, I I am sad that it's gone. Now it was replaced by Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which are you trying to put the hat on your head, Kevin? <laughs> um it was replaced by Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which I by the way love. I think it's great. And I'm not saying that uh, I wish I wish that uh, <laughs> that it was back, but um yeah, I do I do miss the the timekeeper for sure. Um I'll throw another one out there. One of the biggest things that I miss from the Magic Kingdom 
is the extraterrestrial alien encounter. I mean, I know it didn't fit. I know that it was a strange thing to have like a scary, spooky ride like that in the Magic Kingdom, but I thought it was so cool. And at the time, it it felt appropriate because Tomorrowland was sort of like uh, a starport, and this was at this intergalactic convention center, and they're showing off this new technology, and I loved it so much. I thought it was so good. Again, first time I did it, scared the crap out of me. Thought it was really scary. I didn't like, literally, if you didn't get a chance to do this ride, there was a part of it in the middle where an alien was, it was totally dark. The alien's climbing around above you and eats a maintenance worker and blood falls down on the crowd. Like, it, you get blood on you. It was great. How in the heck was that ever approved for Magic Kingdom? I will never know, but it was there and it was great. Yeah. Um, Lewis is shouting out the backlot tour at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And the gold got to see the Golden Girls scene. Yeah, I know. Seeing the Golden Girls house, that was that was pretty special. Um, and I missed the backlot tour. Now, back when the studios opened, that was like one of the only things they had. There were maybe four or five attractions in the whole park. The backlot tour was like a two hour experience. It was it was a really good time. Uh, it ended up getting trimmed down a bit later on and then eventually was replaced. But now we have Star Star Wars land, which I'm sure Kevin is super excited about instead of the backlot tour. <laughs> Kevin, when you when you come back down, do you have any intention of doing the Star Wars stuff or are you just really like not interested? I'm intending on doing the Moana stuff. Oh, okay. As long as Journey of Water is opened up by the time you get here. When are you coming next? When's your next trip? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't have it on the books yet? I, I don't have it in the budget yet. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, so we get we get a little shout out here for Maelstrom from Casey. Um, no one's mentioned it yet. It, it, Maelstrom's a funny story, I think. So Maelstrom was in Norway and Epcot. And it was one of those things that I think all of us agree. It was no one's favorite ride. There was never a wait. I mean, you could pretty much walk on Maelstrom. But as soon as Maelstrom was announced that it was closing, and it closed right before I took the family in 2014, it closed down. So so McKenna and May never got to do Maelstrom. I really wanted them to because it was so like interesting, and, and uh, I thought it was fun. Um, but all of a sudden, it was like, people were all upset that Maelstrom was closing, obviously because it was like a nostalgic thing and, and people didn't want it to go. But now we have Frozen. And I'm sorry, it's an upgrade. Totally an upgrade. I know that it's this, it's like the same ride and now you just have these weird projected face Frozen uh, animatronics, but I love it. I do it every time. I love getting my picture on those Frozen boats. Um. Drew said he was on a trip when they announced the closure of Maelstrom, so missed the craziness, but got to ride a bunch of times. Oh, that's nice. That it that's that's really nice that you got to like you weren't there for like the closing day, but you knew it was going away, and you're like, I gotta get my rides in. You probably were able to just back to back to back because nobody was waiting for it. Uh Donna misses Captain EO, the 3D show, and uh Casey mentioned Honey I Shrunk the Audience. Um, Lewis brought up, honey, I shrunk the audience first. It looks like, and, uh, yeah, that was, I, I'm a little shocked that that 
didn't come back after the end of Captain EO. Kevin, did you do Captain EO? It doesn't sound familiar. That was what the Michael does... Jackson 3D. Oh, then yes, because I was going to ask. I was like, I remember there was a Michael Jackson thing at one point, and there was something with Drew Carey. I don't know if I'm just thinking of the ABC comic no. here. No, you're right. Um, so over in the studios, there was a show called Sounds Dangerous with Drew Carey. Yes. And you just you put on headphones, and a lot of it was in the dark, and it was just like, they yeah. played sounds of like bees buzzing in your ears and like all kinds of stuff like that. You remember that? That was good. That was a good one. That was good. Good call, Kevin. I like that one. Um, yeah. Um, so anyways, Captain EO was the Michael Jackson 3D show. The one that was directed by George Lucas. Very bizarre. Very 80s. But um it was like one of the first times they had like a, a 4D theater experience. So there was like lights and effects happening in the theater. Um, and then they translated that forward when they opened up uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which was it was really good, too. You know, if you ever do, it's tough to be a bug at Animal Kingdom. Like some people, if they know that the park. First of all, why would you? Uh, because it's cool. What's wrong with what's wrong with this tough to be a bug? Tell me why you don't like it. Do you not like bugs? Life? It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> Literally, someone rips ass. <laughs> Turing it. And it's okay. Because <laughs> it's a fuck. Yeah, that's true. It's a fun show. It's cute. And the, uh, the Hopper animatronic, especially at the time, was like one of the most advanced animatronics that you would see. Uh, but people that go to that show, they know that they're going to get like the little stingers from the bees. And so they, they like won't sit back on the benches. That's a spoiler. If you haven't done it, um, the same thing would happen in honey. I shrunk the audience where people would lift up their legs because there was a part of the show where rats would run underneath the seats and it would, it was blowing these like little blasts of air at the legs to make it feel like things were running underneath you. Um, so people hated, I hated that. I thought that was awful. I didn't like it. Um, I miss, I mean, now we've got in that spot, it's the Pixar movies. It's like the Pixar animation. Um, I don't know what they call it. Festival or something. And you get to watch several of the Pixar movies in that theater. I We, we got to get a 3D show back in Epcot. Uh, we got 3D rides. We need a 3D show. Ratatouille. You got your 3D. But yeah, I miss that theater being more of an attraction for sure. Um. I thought someone mentioned I'm, I may have seen it, but there was a there was a playground at Hollywood Studios for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, too. Um, that was something I think that probably closed before you went, Kevin. But it sounds familiar. I feel like that must have closed down in the in the late 90s, but maybe it didn't. Maybe it lasted a little bit longer. I'm going to look it up. OK, it was good. That was a good time. Um, Pixar movie fest. That's what it's called. And Lewis says he loved it. It's, it's fine. It's just like, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like that's something that it's nice to get in there and get a break from the, the heat, I guess, and enjoy the air conditioning. But, uh, I mean, I think you see it once and it's good because it's really just sitting down and watching movies that you can watch. Like Drew said on Disney plus. So, 
So Google's saying it closed in 2016. No way. No way. That can't be true. That I, I refuse to believe that. Honey, I shrunk that. I'm Googling this myself. Playground. Hollywood Studios. It opened in 94. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the, no. Closing date 2016? Wikipedia says it. And they're never wrong. I mean, that's po- is that is that possible that it lasted that long? Wow. We're talking about the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Playground, Lewis. That's shocking to me. Shocking. Yeah, I guess. I'm surprised they haven't done a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. Not that we need it, but I'm just saying. So don't come at me. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I think if they were to do it, it'd have to be one of those things where Rick Moranis was involved. And, you know, he retired a long time ago to spend time with his kids. And I don't think he had any intention of coming back to acting. So if they rebooted it, um, you know, it just wouldn't be the same without Rick Moranis. Lewis says they are. Maybe. We'll see. Um, okay. So I'm surprised that we haven't gotten any shout outs in the chat for uh, world of motion from Epcot. No love for world of motion. I think someone probably said horizon. Oh, Drew said uh, horizons or Mr. Toad were like the things he missed at the missed the most. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to recommend something. Now I do not support the actions of the people that were doing this, but uh, there's a video on YouTube of these guys who were obsessed with Horizons. I can't remember what the name of the video was. And I don't know I, I, if I can find the link. Maybe I'll post it somewhere. But they they would ride the ride um, like from the minute it opened until the minute it closed. And then they decided, well, what if we could just like hop off the ride vehicle and like hang out in the scenes of Horizons and see how long we could do that and not get caught. And they video this. They video themselves uh, doing this. And it's the only reason I recommend watching it, because I don't think it's cool to, to like break rules at theme parks, but it they actually have pictures and videos from them like in the show scenes and behind the scenes and stuff. And it's a really interesting look at that ride. So if you were a fan of Horizons, I would recommend checking that out. But don't jump off your ride vehicles. Not cool. Don't do that. Plus, I think one of them got like really hurt one of the times they did it, which is a big risk. So those two things were things you probably didn't get to do. Let me ask you this, Kevin, did you do the uh, original test track before it got changed over to Tron track? <laughs> probably not because I think I did test track only. I think I've only done it once possibly. Okay. And I did not know how fast it was. <laughs> It's the fastest ride at Walt Disney World. It's not even that fast. I think it goes, what, what does it get up to? Like 58? I want to try to find it. But there's a picture of me on that ride. And I look like I'm mid the conjuring. Because <laughs> my soul is leaving my body. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked it in the original form when it was like uh, you were test dummies trying out the the vehicles on an actual like test track for a you know a a, a car that Chevy was developing. I I like that story better. I thought it was more fun. Um, 
this futuristic version, I feel like doesn't have as much soul to it or something like it feels a little hollow. It's still a fun ride. I still do it. I, I love my favorite thing about test track is that it's like the most effective single rider line you can possibly get in at Disney. Um, you do single rider, you'll be on pretty quick. I love single rider. All the single riders, all the single riders. <laughs> nice. I don't know what that face you're making is, but you look nauseous. Yeah, I mean, Travis, if it goes 60, that's its back speed. And, you know, this is this is a good tie-in because now we know Tron is going to be opening in April. We're getting the uh, cast member previews and, and soon the pass holder previews are coming out. It's going to be just as fast. I think it maxes out at 60. And they're they're both going to be like the fastest rides at Disney. Not that fast, not that fast. You'd get run over if you went sixty on I four. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're crash test dummies. That's what it was. Um, Drew has given us a shout out for Six Flags, the original Monster Mansion at Six Flags. Yeah, that was good. Um, that was such a cheesy ride, but it was so good. And very entertaining. Um, and it was just a, it's like a, basically there's like ripping off like every dark ride that you've been on, but it was a good time. Um, the test track is always down. It, it, it goes down a lot. It goes down a lot. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> all right. What else you got? What what else you got? What else do you miss, Kevin? Um the hat. Um you missed the hat. We've got the hat. Um Oh my god. Kevin, can I just say you suggested this topic, and you don't, and you don't have a list. Did you only no, want to? I came unprepared. Did you only want to talk about the great movie ride? <laughs> the great movie ride gets talked about for one hour, no <laughs> skips. Some people would love it. Some people would be thrilled. Um, I I'll tell you. I mean, one of the ones I'll jump in again. I know that this ride was just a big advertisement, but man, did I, I miss Delta dream flight more than some of my lost relatives at this point. I miss Delta dream flight so much. Um, Do they still have the thing where it's like a bunch of cars just doing stupid stuff? A bunch of cars doing stupid stuff. <laughs> That's just are you talking about it. Are you, um, <laughs> are you talking about a show or a ride? A show that was uh, lights, motors, action at Hollywood Studios, and it is gone. Yeah. Ha, oh, here we go. Travis has got a, a King's Island reference, missing the vortex. So, I grew up going to, to King's Island. Got a lot of family in the Cincinnati area, and Vortex was maybe my second ever roller coaster that I rode with inversions. Um, I miss that quite a bit. It, I mean, it needed to go. It was like it, it, one of those older steel coasters. It was a little rough, it, you know, 
at this point. And now you you're dealing with things like the Diamondback in Kings Island. It's hard to compete with some of these mega coasters and things, but uh, but I miss that too. Um, and that purely from a nostalgia standpoint, I miss. If we're just going to talk about things that are gone, I miss Opryland in Nashville. That's a whole park that used to be there with all kinds of rides that I remember growing up and, and it's gone, gone forever. There, there was a, <laughs> they had a roller coaster there called the Wabash cannonball, which I believe was the first roller coaster that I rode with inversions. And, um, and then <laughs> that's an interesting fun fact. Diamond Rio got their big break at Opryland. That's, that's interesting. Um, they also had, uh, this ride there called Total Chaos, and it was the most bizarre roller coaster. It's so hard to describe, but at one point you go into this room um, where it you just you end up doing like I I don't know let's say five or six circles around the room, and at the bottom of the room is a big screen that has a clock that's just like ticking tick 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 while you're going around, and then it like explodes. Um, but that ride was weird. Total chaos. I, I don't know if there's any videos or anything about that. I would recommend looking it up. It was a weird thing. Uh, Donna's Donna's asking if it's a shopping mall. So it's a, there is a shopping mall called Opry mills that's on the property. And then also the Opry land hotel, uh, make up the area where the Opry land, uh, theme park used to be, but that was a good time. Another one. What's that? I came, I started doing some research. <laughs> oh, okay, good. 20,000 leagues under the sea. Hey, now that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, I, you know, I'm very jealous because we've still got, they've still got the submarines at uh, Disneyland. Donna can ride those submarines anytime she wants to, but it's a, it's a Nemo ride over there. But yeah, 20,000 leagues under the sea was, that was good stuff. Uh, Drew actually requested me to, to read the narration for 20,000 leagues under the sea on the show tonight. I regret to inform you that I did not pull that up um, so I can do a dramatic reading, but you know, maybe we'll do that another time. Shannon with a shout out for Hershey park, the Himalaya, uh, the ride I'm at the hubby at. Oh, that is very sweet. How dare they take that away from you, Shannon? That is a crime. Well, so what was the Himalaya? Was that a, a roller coaster of some type? I'm not familiar. Um, so at Dollywood, we were talking about while while you're looking for more things on your phone there, Kevin. Uh, oh, I found one. I found oh, one. Good. The Ellen ride at Epcot. Oh, Ellen's she got canceled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she did. She did, but you know, that ride was fun because you got to see dinosaurs and you got to see a super creepy animatronic version of Ellen. So if either one of those things were something that you enjoyed, um, it was a long ride. It was like a 45 minute ride. Yeah. I mean, but it was cool. I like the pre-show with Jeopardy because I'm a big Jeopardy fan. Alex Trebek, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Einstein made an appearance as well. That was a good time. Kevin. Okay. Kevin's furiously looking for more rides to remember. Um, so while you do, Lewis said that was the best nap in a theme park. Um, I mean, street electrical. Oh, okay. 
Main Street Electrical Parade. Yeah, we don't have a nighttime parade at Magic Kingdom. What's up with that? It is time to bring it back. How do we have nothing? You know, they the Main Street Electrical went back and forth, you know, between Disneyland and Disney World. <sighs> Some people love Spectro Magic more. I was I'm a I'm a Main Street Electrical parade guy. I I love a nighttime parade. I'm a sucker for lights. Kevin Kevin has disappeared. I think he got eaten by the the sorcerer's hat. Oh, oh, there he is. Um, okay, D- real quick. So Dollywood, we were talking about the flooded mine. That's gone. The slidewinder is gone. Let me tell you about the slidewinder. The slidewinder was, if you really think about it, uh, super scary because. It was basically this, it was like a dueling slide that was cut into the side of a mountain at Dollywood. You you walk up to the top. It was a super long walk, not very handicap friendly. You had to go up a lot of stairs. You had to climb a long way. You get up there to the top. They weigh your party, which is rude, just downright rude to weigh the party. And then they put you in a bobsled that gets put into a tube and the reason they had to weigh you is because if your party weighed too much, your bobsled would go flying right off the slide. <laughs> I mean, it was fun, though. It was scary, but it was a good one. Um, and Travis says, not gone yet, but he will miss Harmonious at Epcot. I'll, You know, I'll agree. I liked Harmonious. I, n- I, never, I never had a problem with Harmonious. Don't like the barges. Don't like the that. That should that should be that should be one one like you know the guest has to do a shot whenever Justin barges. <laughs> oh, I like that game. Every time I say barge, a guest has to do a shot. I like it. Let's do it. Future guest, you better have a, a shot loaded up and ready. I have a word down here, and time is ticking. I I mean, okay. Let's let's chat. You got to help us out here. Think about think about rides that are gone from the Walt Disney World parks. It's just great escape. Okay. <laughs> I always said that to try to guess. You got it. All right. Good. I was gonna take a shot anyway. Everybody take a terrible shot. Remix. No one asked for. Everybody take a shot. In memory of Stitch. I'll take a shot of um, sugary powder. Fireball. I just spilled that all over my face. Shannon says no one misses that ride, and that's why nobody said it. Kevin, you don't like my remix? <laughs> Sorry, more of a DJ Khaled. <laughs> Drew, Drew weighs in. No one misses Stitch. I'll tell you people miss Stitch. I guarantee you. What? What is this? What is, one more shot, Justin. No, one's good. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Parade at Universal? 
or MGM. What are we talking about? I don't remember a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle parade. You're going to have to help me with that one, Casey. The Dillos say electrical parade is fantastic, but Spectro felt like it was trying to connect with the audience more. It may have been trying too hard for some people. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But I like it. Um, oh, is that MGM? I I have no memory of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle parade. Uh, Dillos, can you can you confirm or deny the existence of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle parade? We need uh, we need a former cast member help here. Lewis says even a few of us miss Primeval World. Shannon liked it. No, no. It was like Cali River Rapids without the rapid. <laughs> I mean river. <laughs> DJ Khaled River Rapids. Um, just a, just another one. <laughs> Drew says, first trip to Walt Disney World has made memorable because I got to meet Donatello, the parade at MGM. Hmm. Okay. It was Streets of America. You get autographed. So I've got a picture of myself getting autographs from the Ninja Turtles, but I, for some reason, I thought that was at Universal that was happening. I don't know why. So I missed out on that. We're finding out that Casey had the biggest crush on Raphael. So that's an interesting kink. And I don't know, know exactly how to take that. Hashtag save the turtles. <laughs> they used to ride around in the minivan. I remember the turtle van. I remember all of that, but I just, for some reason I thought it was universal. Oh, before we wrap up, while we're talking about universal, I missed the Ghostbusters show. I thought the Ghostbusters show was super cool. I missed that a lot. Um, if any of you got a chance to see that, my story was I didn't want to see it. I was afraid of it because I was a scaredy cat kid. Uh, my parents um, wanted to go see it and they put us in the show. But then there was like, a, um, yeah, it was a super huge Pepper's Ghost effect. Well, here's the thing. So they were having some kind of technical issue with the show and they told us that they were going to do some maintenance and we could stay in the theater if we wanted to. And then they would run the show once they got it fixed. So we sat there, I guess probably my parents were just like, yeah, let's hang out because they were enjoying, we were in air conditioning and sitting down for however long they pretty much ran the show with just the special effects going. And it went through like a couple of times, which was not great for me because I was already scared, but um, in, in hindsight, I wish I could have appreciated it more. Um, Drew, he got to be part of the Ghostbusters pre-show. That's pretty cool. And now we've gotten a few th shout outs for Shrek. I haven't, I have not acknowledged it. Um, I think, you know, I know. Uh, hey Siri, play Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Steffers. In the arms of an angel. Steffers, shout out. Oh, for <laughs> oh here she goes. Ask me to play a we got it. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'll say. I didn't really think the Shrek 3D show was very good, but I get that people had nostalgia for it. So there was a Nickelodeon thing. I think there was a Jimmy Neutron ride also at Universal. I don't remember that. They, I mean, the Nickelodeon Studios was there for it was a while. In like a You'd go in like little rocket ships, but there was also like a show. And one time I got to be in the show. What was the show? 
isn't some sort of Nickelodeon game sh- show thing. Well, they actually like filmed Nickelodeon shows at Universal. Were you on TV, Kevin? No. <laughs> were you Were you on Legends of the Hidden Temple? Because that would oh be the God, biggest I wish, I wish. reveal of all time. I wish. I want to go. I want to get. I want to get really drunk and play with Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> I would love to do that. Okay. Idea for a future Passholder Lounge slash hashtag Monorail Fam meetup. We're going to have to break into teams and do some Legends of the Hidden Temple challenges. I think we've got to. We're, we're, I'll, I'll be on the red iguanas or whatever. Um, but I think we should totally do that. That sounds like a good time. That or maybe like a Wild and Crazy Kids. You remember that show? That was good stuff too. But yeah, I missed the Nickelodeon studio. The the they had a, a slime geyser. Man, Drew is c- coming up with all kinds of. His dad and sister got to be on a knockoff show that was kind of like Double Dare, and it only aired three times. Nickelodeon Studios in nineteen ninety two. Hmm. Well, Silver Snakes, the Silver Snakes, the Blue Barracudas. I love it. We're all into Legends of the Hidden Temple. Olmec. Remember when they would open up the temple and he would go, mm, mm, oh. sounded like he was like enjoying it way too much. I don't know what, what was going on with old Mick. <laughs> All right. It's time to wrap up the fun for tonight. Sorry if your favorite attraction that has gone away has not been mentioned, but I, I love the fact that we got some other parks mentioned in tonight's show. Kevin, it's been a great night to hanging out with you sir thanks for joining me what do you got on your arm there you got some tattoos going on show us those tattoos show us those arm tattoos what have you got i see a paw this do you know how to do a tattoo tour you're disappearing whoa there's a floating tattoo um (laughs) now you're just flexing stop flexing kevin put the (laughs) put the guns away Save those for later. No, seriously. Thank, thanks for being here tonight. Do, do you have anything you'd like to tell folks about? Any plugs? Other than the dirty butthole. Um, adopt, don't shop. Okay. Yeah. And um, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Perfect. I love it. Well, thanks for being here tonight, buddy. I'm going to toss you back into the green room and wrap up the show. So uh, go enjoy the uh, the snacks. I think we have little Debbie cakes back there. Maybe some uh, some pickle chips. I'm sure there's charcuterie. Charcuterie everywhere. <laughs> Yes, that's right. It's the last call, my friends. We did it. We did another live show of the Passholder Lounge, and you were all part of it. Thank you so much for being here. This has been a great time. I've got some ideas for the future. I'm thinking about setting up like a, like a trivia round that I can play with my guests. And I'm also considering doing like a, a, a section of the show where we source topics from the chat basically like what's going on what do you guys want to talk about what's been out there just to to incorporate more interaction for you the listener of the passholder lounge the member of the hashtag monorail family because guess what 
you're here, you're hanging out. You are all members of the Monorail family. I love you so much. I appreciate you being here. Please tell your friends. We've got so much room. Let people know that you're having a good time Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock right here on YouTube or on Twitch or on Facebook or wherever you may be. I hope you all have a great night. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget, you can follow me at the PHL pod on Twitter, Passholder Lounge Podcast on Instagram. And now we've got a Discord. We've got a Facebook group. Face group book? No, it's a Facebook group that you can join. And you can interact with us all week long. If you need the links, if you need it, or if you want to throw out a suggestion or just send me a question or whatever, passholderloungepod at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you. But you know what? We got to wrap it up for tonight. We'll be back here next Tuesday, 8 o'clock, sharp on the dot. I hope to see you there. I'm going to save you a seat. And until then, cheers, friends. Have a great night. We'll see you next week. About time to say good night. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, then order again. You don't have to go home.